Hello, and thank you for tuning into a pod called Born to Be a Star. Today is Monday, a fun day, the beginning of the week after Sunday when you're like, oh my God, the weekend's over. Then you get into Monday and you're like, here we go again. Time for me to figure it out all over again. Find this energy that's not in this cup of coffee that I'm having and find the happiness that I wish I had when I woke up this morning with the eh, 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 alarm. But anyways, it's another day and it's another opportunity for us to relish in our star power. Now, stars are an illumination of light and so are you. Star power is to be the ability to use power within yourself to get through anything. Sometimes life is like, you know, a box of chocolates and it's perfect. And then sometimes life is like a box of uh, sewer um, findings and it smells bad and it's just wretched. Um I'm not going to lie to you and tell you every day is sunshine and beauty because it's not. That's life. It's not always great. Sometimes it's difficult and sometimes it's not fun. But what I am here to tell you is that you can make it through the bad times to get to the good times because the good times are there. The good time does exist. You're not just stuck in negativity. And I know you feel like you are, but I'm here to tell you you aren't. So look in the mirror. And say, yes, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, we can. Take a breath and tell yourself, never give up. That's the mantras we're living by. Thank you, John Cena, for letting me borrow that for this positive podcast. At least at the beginning of it until we get to the next part of it. The second squandering part of it. Regardless of what you're feeling, you're not alone. Regardless of what you're feeling, I'm here to feel it with you. And we're all just people and we're constantly learning and we're constantly growing and we're constantly experiencing things either all together at the same time or all separately. And there's a lot to compare and there's a lot to contrast and there's a lot of emotions there. I dare you to understand that you're not alone. You've never been alone and you never will be alone. That's a game played and that partakes in part of our conversation, which I'm going to get to right now. So let's get into it. Remember your star wherever you are. No media allowed, no media allowed, no media allowed. Because they lie to us, they lie to us anyway. They're lying to us, right? Biden is lying about going to Saudi Arabia. He's not going over there to have a discussion to meet these people. And I have a lot to say about who he's meeting, especially since he openly killed a journalist And journalism is supposed to be the free speech of people. If journalists are getting killed for writing something, that means they're writing the truth. Because that's how they get killed, when they write the truth, right? So how does this work then? You understand my confusion where I'm like, you're going to Saudi Arabia. What exactly are you accomplishing by going over there outside of begging for gas? And the Biden administration are crooks. They went to Russia, they've been in Ukraine, they sold weapons to Ukraine, I mean to Russia, they're doing shitty dealings with China. Do you know how much debt we're in with China? We're in a lot of debt, okay? We had six six billion or trillion with Obama for eight years. And I could go into talking about that nightmare man forever and his shitty wife too, the the group of liars that they are 
and everything that they created, they're the reason that there's cages. And if we want to blame anybody, like I know it was easy to blame Trump for everything, like Trump did this, Trump did that. No. Obama left America in a bad place before he left. And it was just easier to blame Trump because he was there. And I know you're thinking, well, isn't that the same situation right now? When Trump left office, okay, you ready for me to get to it? The gas prices were at $1.99. There was nothing showing that we're going into a recession, and the numbers couldn't have been greater at that point when he was in office, right? So how does that work? How do we do this? How do we continuously lie and make up stuff and then act like it's the truth? How do we trust these people? Because all they do is take something that could be blamed on them and then blame someone else for it. No one takes responsibility. The reason these people are so mad about Roe v. versus Wade, the idea of killing a fetus, killing a child in a world where we're in a country where we're not having children at the correct rate. We're having less children than we were having, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago. And fertility couldn't be worse. There's a factor. I'm all for adopting kids and all that. And I've had detailed conversations with you before about our plans of adoption and how we knew we were going to do that early on, me and uh, Skip and our relationship together. But what I'm saying is they'll use anything to deter you from reality because it's useful for them not to be held responsible. It's useful for them not to be called out for the liars that they are. It's useful for them to act like inflation's not at a horrible number. I'm sorry, it's not at nine, it's at 15. What the fuck are you people talking about? If anyone can do math and calculate, then they can add up the figures and get to 15 or 12 or whatever the fuck it is very fast, okay? It's not at nine. It was at nine months ago. This obsession that they have at Ukraine, wanting to be beside Ukraine, is absurd, okay? Absurd. And yeah, also embarrassing. Why are you promoting all this shit to Ukraine? Why do we owe Ukraine all this love and just affection and and all this stupid shit? Like, why are we giving them all this attention? Why do they deserve this? I don't see it. I don't understand it. I don't get it. You want to know why I don't see it? I don't understand it and I don't get it. There's a big world out there. And us partnering with Ukraine is good for what reason? What exactly does Ukraine have that we need that we can use? And typically, when you have a country that has a lot of people and a lot of money and they're siding with another country, it's because it's good for them in a way. I'm not seeing how this is good for us. How is this good for us? Do you see it? Because I don't. I'm just questioning their, you know, what they're doing here exactly. I'm questioning what the deal is here. Because I want to know what the fuck is the plan here? 
you owe 30 trillion dollars in debt to like china obama had us at six trillion trump came in the gas prices weren't that bad he was just trying to fix shit then he leaves because you fuckers want to elect another sad idiot in office who can't have comprehensive conversations about anything and isn't reliable about anything that's the problem with biden he is ineffective not only is he ineffective like he's not doing anything but he can't have these conversations and talk about these things when he's at these fucking events he has and people ask him questions none of the questions are getting answered Nancy Pelosi and her shroom of losers, AOC, lying to those people in New York, and the other bitch that's in Georgia, whatever her name is, they will lie and make up things to make you believe that they're on your side, and they're not on the side of anybody but themselves. Do you know what they want to create? They want to make the United States China, okay? I'll say it again. They want to make the United States Venezuela where the inflation rate is so high. You can't buy a cup of coffee. A cup of coffee is $17. Are you ready to live in that place? I mean, we already live in a bad enough place now. Now that we want to get a salad at Panera Bread, it's over 20. Okay. If you want to get coffee at Starbucks, you're looking at six to $7. If you want to get food at a restaurant, you're looking at paying a higher price. Let's not even forget the tax rate on everything. Because I live on the East Coast and the taxes suck, yo. They, they suck really badly. And I'm not going to tell you they don't. Biden sucks, okay? I recently turned Republican and I had the ability to see how the state I live in wanted to treat me. I typically do uh, poll work for a certain place and I was just so rudely attacked in an email and it just, it clearly shows what people think of people that are Republican in a Democratic state. They hate it. But you know what? I think that's God bringing me to the light. Because I don't know if I want to necessarily be a part of something where I'm going to be hated for living my best life and following my truth. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not going to not do that. That doesn't work. It doesn't work. So if it doesn't work, I'm not doing it. Pass. We all know who we are at some point. The Democratic Party is going to burn down the United States of America, and we're watching it right now. The inflation is at an all-time high. Just because Biden brought the gas price down a dollar does not mean it's not going back up soon. It is going back up. They did it in the state I live. The governor was excited about bringing down the gas prices, and they have these shitty commercials on TV where they hype themselves up. No. It's not just the gases. You need to look at the groceries. You need to look at the cost of living. You need to look at the shirt you just bought. You need to look at those new shoes you need to get. And you need to look at the fact that the broiler in your basement is fucked up and you need to get that fixed. And now you got to have somebody look at it. How much is that going to cost you to get fixed? Hmm. How much? How much? Is your savings savings anymore? 
or how much do you have in crypto? Because one of those crypto companies got shut down. Like they're lying. There's a lot of problems here. The debt we owe is higher than the money we have available. The debt to income ratio here is wretched. We got a problem. And they're not going to tell you about it. So I will tell you about it here. Be very weary as young people, right? Millennials, Gen X, Gen Z, whatever the fuck letter. Millennials, all of you people out there listening from the age of 18 to 40. Maybe even 17 because you're about to turn 18 soon. We don't have pensions, okay? The Social Security that we're paying from our paychecks, we're probably not going to get it because Social Security is going to go extinct for us, right? They're saying we're not going to be able to retire to we're like 67. Well, fuck that. I'm not doing it. Um, pass. Um, we're fucked. How's this going to change for us? It's going to change by what we decide when we vote. So I know you're tired. I know you're irritated. I know you don't want to hear another person talk about politics. I don't like talking about politics, but I have to talk about politics because if I don't talk about them, then that's one less person giving you the truth. And I'm, I'm not seeking anything from telling you all these things I'm saying outside of you understanding what's happening. Bad things are coming. And if something happens to the United States of America, no one's coming to save us here. Who in Europe and Ukraine and China and Venezuela and Saudi Arabia and all these other countries in Afghanistan and Pakistan and Iran and all these other countries, they're not going to come save us. We're in trouble. If something happens on the soil in this country, like 9-11... No one's coming to save us. We have to save ourselves, which is why we have the Second Amendment. That's why. Couldn't be more obvious, could it? I ask you, fellow listener of podcasts, at what point is enough enough? Where they start trying to take your amendments away. And why the fuck do they have a gun license that you can't use? You're going to be punished for someone coming on your property trying to rob you and kill you because you protected yourself. How's that work? So I'm supposed to die because of some shitty law? Welcome to America. Moving on. Thanks for tuning into this Monday version of no media allowed, no media allowed, no media allowed, because they lie to us, they lie to us anyway. And just to let you know, some uh, important, like, Republican figure did die in Japan about a week or so ago. And just from the notifications I received, I did see that the Young Turks were making fun of it. So was the majority report. And I guarantee you, Pot Save America... We're probably laughing at the fact that he died because they think it's funny. They probably find humor in that. They love to see anyone that is not on their side get punished. That's that's who those people are. Moving on from these freaks. 
the name of this podcast is for the kids. Now, what could I be talking about? Children are should be children. They should play, climb on monkey bars, bruise their knees, learn that they can't run as fast as they thought they can. They should be excited about reading books and coloring and watching their favorite show on TV or playing baseball in the backyard with their dad or playing cornhole or playing with their puppy or basically anything. Children should understand that they can really do anything they want, like to an extent. Like if a child really does want to be a doctor or they want to draw and they like art or they like music and they want to play an instrument, let them play the instrument, let them draw, let them get an easel, let them do these things, let them learn what they like. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that right now it's very difficult for children, especially COVID took them from their friends, took them from whatever childhood that they had and it robbed them from that. And that's sad in a way because they they can't get back those two years. They're just gone. Children need to go to school and they need to be around other kids. Children need to be children. Roe v. versus Wade is taking that away. It's allowing people to not be held responsible and it's allowing people to just say, I don't think this a live fetus should grow up and have a life. And we need to get rid of that mentality because every child matters. Every baby matters. Every infant matters. Every 17-year-old matters. Every 19-year-old matters. Every child matters. And I'm not saying 17-year-old and 19-year-old are a child. At that point, they're teenagers. What I'm saying is kids need to be kids, and we owe them that. That's what I'm fucking saying. I'm saying, let's let our children grow up in an environment where they can learn anything and love anything. They can love the sea. They can love the moon. They can love milk. They can love the color brown. They can love the color orange. They can love HGTV because they want to rebuild their room. They can want to make a tree house. They can want to do anything. They want to mow along with dad because they want to see what grass smells like. They want to roll around with their puppy because they want to be a puppy. It can be any of those things. Let's let children be children. Let's not take away the innocence and the love of a child for the love of God. I worry sometimes, especially having experience in education, that we don't give kids enough. We don't allow them to be kids unapologetically. And that can lead to a lot of problems as they start to get older. Kids should be kids. We can't expect them to know what they want to do at fucking 12 when they grow up. We can't expect that the first major they're going to pick when they're in college is going to be the major they're going to stick with. We can't even expect that when they graduate college, they're going to figure out where they're going to live. While there's some kids that might do that and they already have a plan to move out with their friends and rent a place and everybody shares the fee or whatever. There's going to be other kids that don't do that and they're going to stay home and it's going to take them a little longer to figure it out. Let kids be kids. That's it. 
Moving on to the next part of our conversation. Paper plates. Paper plates are extremely convenient. Uh, especially if you're having like a grinder or especially if you're cooking something and you don't want to necessarily have to clean up all these dishes, then get paper plates. Like we got paper plates for ice cream and then we just put the ice cream in that and we could just throw it away. I'm not saying I don't like washing dishes or skip this and like doing a dishwasher, but if you worked all day, it might be easier to just have paper plates sometimes. That just might be the easier thing to do. And they're so convenient. They're not extremely highly priced and they're always available in the store unless you go into the store when they're out of whatever it is. The high cost of living, dude, the high cost of living is making people go from I want to rent this to I'm buying something because I'm not paying all this money in rent. Hell no. Buy. That's what it's turning into. There's going to be more home buyers like because who wants to pay thirteen hundred dollars to rent somewhere where they could possibly pay less for the same square footage, the same rooms to own it. And I feel like people are taking advantage of people with high rents because of the economy. And they feel like they can overprice shit and have people overpay for things that aren't necessarily worth it. And I feel like they're doing it all over. And it's upsetting and it's irritating, especially for me as a consumer, because I have to pay rent where it's skipped. And I tell them each month we pay it, we're burning money. And it's just so annoying. Rent is like a mortgage at this point. Paying rent is like paying a mortgage, except you're not paying it to own it. You're just paying it to rent it. It's like you're leasing in your apartment. Like if you lease a car, that's what it's the equivalent of. Is a fixer upper worth the fixing? I feel like HDTV is a great show, right? And I'm not going to say it's not. But I am going to say, I don't know if a fixer-upper is worth the fixing. It depends on what needs to be fixed. And it depends on what the item is. Because everything that needs to get fixed isn't easy. If it's sheetrock, if it's a wall, if it's something with a bathroom in the pipes, if it's the broiler, if it's the uh, the oven or the stove, if it's if it's like your ability to have uh, the AC on, or if it's something really serious, or the foundation is molded, or <coughs> you got an issue with your suck pump in the backyard, or something like that, or everything's just outdated in the property, you're looking at a lot of money to fix that. And do you really want to endure all that time and money to fix it? I don't know if you want to endure all that. I just, it's a lot of work. And I know it might seem easy and simple if you're looking at HGTV. But a lot goes into those shows. And it's not just what you're looking at. It's a lot. So I'm going to say, I don't really want to move into a place that's going to require a lot of fixing up. One, I don't really know if I want to endure all that. Two, I don't know if I want to pay for all of that. That's the other part of it. No for me and no for Skip, for sure. Next part of the conversation, Twitter is doomed. Twitter is doomed. They're trying to call out Elon Musk in court, but he's likely going to win. They did lie about the bots. I don't know if he knew it was that bad, but, like, bro, come on, Elon. Like, mm. 
I hope he ends up winning this just because Twitter is a slime ball. Um, it's not a great thing to buy. I was hoping he would buy it just because I wanted him to change it up. Like the availability of liberals or Dems to be able to hypothesize whatever bullshit they want and lie. And I was just hoping he would get a handle on that. But that's not happening here. So I don't know what's happening with Twitter. But it's doomed. I feel like I want to just deactivate my account. Honestly, I don't like I like it. But I can't like have a conversation on Twitter without it being about politics. And I don't know. Like I'm not. I don't like that everything on there is one sided. Because I don't like that idea. So Rest in peace, Twitter. It was nice having you around, but you're doomed for the end. They're not worth the amount of money he was offering them. It took them too long to try to sell it. And it's funny that now he changed his mind and now they're trying to hold him accountable after the way they acted. You could just tell something's up with them. Moving on to watching things with Star Watch Talk. Flower Shop Mysteries. They're pretty interesting. Um, the main character in that is definitely nosy, but she's pretty interesting. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Westworld. Oh my God. I don't even know what episode we're on. Like four, I think. It is so good. I'm not really going to go into that much in details and information, but wow, we thought it was over and it's just, it's not over. It's, it's in a different part of beginning again. And it's very interesting. I got to tell you, I love all the characters and I got to tell you, Maeve is definitely my fave. And um, it's just fun to watch these people come back into the show the way they do. Uh, Sandy Newton is an amazing actress, and um, she has done some amazing things. And she's really doing an amazing thing with the show. She's been a key character to the show, and just her ability to act and navigate is truly awesome. Love it. And it's just so much fun. But there's some elements of the show where I was like, what's going on here and what just happened, right? And I couldn't help feeling like, what's next? But I can definitely tell you that Whatever is happening. It's all happening for a reason. Uh, I think some of the characters are gone. And then, then there's some new characters as well. And everything's like happening at a slower rate. But it's very interesting. I'm going to try to give you an update on the show every week. We did see some uh, new people, and it is very entertaining, so I'll let you know what happens later on in another podcast. Killing Eve. Still haven't caught up on that, but we need to. Uh, Love It or List It is still one of my favorite shows. I always hope David wins, but typically he doesn't. I'm more so into the List It. I don't want to live somewhere where I have all these projects to do, and I find that really irritating. That's just me. I just don't. I mean, I understand at some point you're going to need to update stuff, but 
why do I have, like, if I'm looking for a property, wouldn't I want to find a property where there's less of that so I don't have to do that much upkeep right away? Granted, in 20 years, you're going to want to fix something, but at the beginning of that, do you really want to do that? There's a question. Summer shows. I don't know. I haven't really found any summer shows. I was going to start something new on Netflix, but I can't remember the name of it. There aren't really any summer shows. There was that show on uh, Amazon that came out, the one about the spy. That was pretty good. Um, I'm hoping Amazon does more things, but we'll have to wait and see. Hotel Hell. That's a, a Gordon Ramsay show. That looks pretty interesting. I think I might give that a try. Master Chef. That's on Netflix. I might give that a try, too. And Animal Kingdom ends, the beginning of the end for them. We haven't started that show yet, and we really need to, so we're going to have to start that this weekend or one of these days this week. Oh, my God, I love that show. Can't wait to get into it. Moving on to food with Vigstar. Is it smarter to figure out a cheaper way to eat? I guess. But the grocery store is like almost the identical price of ordering something out. And honestly, if I have the option of going to the grocery store or ordering something, I'm going to pick ordering something. One, I don't have a lot of things, a lot of time to cook in. Two, I work all the time and I'm tired. And three, I just want something easy and fast so we can eat, watch something and get on whether day or night or whatever. Like I'm busy. I'm very busy between podcasting and working full time. You know, you barely have time to do anything. On the weekends, you're trying to catch up with anything. And during the week, you just feel like a zombie, like you just want to take a nap. And anybody who has ever worked understands what I'm talking about. Regardless if you're a teacher, you're a counselor, you work at a baseball store, you're a coach, you're a mom, you're a dad, or you work for a call center. You're tired when work is over, right? You don't want to do extra stuff. Let's say you're working from home. Even though you're working from home, you're working all day. So you're at home, but you're working. You're tired. Do you want to go cook in the kitchen every time? Maybe not. It's okay if you don't want to do that. I don't blame you. I think it depends on what you're ordering. And I think it depends on where you're going. If you're ordering like Mexican food, like real Mexican food, it, it's probably going to be at a more expensive rate. Like we get salsa fresca and we can get away with maybe 25, 27 bucks for us both to get like tacos or something or like nachos. Yeah, maybe. But like. If we're going to, like, Puerto Vallarta, we're looking at $50 every time to start. That's different. If you're making Mexican food, that's not cheap either. So it's like, it's all expensive in a different way. The importance of water. You should be drinking water all the time. I'm finding that I'm drinking more water now than I was before. Just because I can drink water at work. There's a machine with water in it, and I want to drink that. And also, I don't have... Like, sometimes I feel like I need to go find something to drink. Do I really need to go find something to drink? Why am I spending, like, three bucks on a bottle of soda? Like, forget that. Like, I have a soda stream, and honestly, 
I think I'll just utilize that for soda. Like, because, like, sometimes soda, the price of soda is ridiculous. But drinking more water is essential for your health, your body, your mind, everything. Water is key. Coffee alternatives. Like, I told you about that little droplet that you could pour into the coffee. I'm thinking about that. Or tea. Or just drinking water instead of coffee. <coughs> I don't know what exactly the benefits of drinking coffee are outside of giving you energy or waking you up. That's the only... I think it's called Jules or something with a J. And I can't remember the name of it. Crab meat wonders. You can make your own seafood Alfredo. Or you can make your own... Seafood... Um... Pasta. Or salad. Your own seafood salad. Like, I really think in the summer, I just want to eat more lighter, and I don't want to eat that much. And crab is definitely something that's not that serious. And crab meat is delicious. Put a little mayo with it and chop up some, like, celery. Mmm, done. Or you could even dip the celery in the little bit of mayo and the crab meat. Delicious with some carrots. But that sounds like lunch to me. That sounds delicious. Anyways, guess what? That's the end of the podcast. Thank you for tuning in, as always, to Born to be a Star. And I will see you tomorrow on Tuesday. Bye.